Good morning, River West Church. It's great to see you. My name is Guy. I am leadership mentoring pastor here at the church. It's my privilege to be with you and to share the word. So if you need a Bible, raise your hand. We're going to look at the scriptures this morning. Next week, Pastor Adam will be starting us in a new sermon series. I believe you have to wait for next week to find out what that is, even though I know, but I'm not saying. Um, and so that's going to be a great thing. This morning is Myanmar Mission Sunday. So that's where we're going. That doesn't mean we're not going to open our Bibles. We're going to be looking at the scripture. In fact, um, there's a message from God's word for us this morning that's super, super important. So grab onto your Bible. When you find that, you can open up to Matthew 28 and we'll get going from there. The entire point of the sermon this morning is to answer one simple question. And the question is, why do we go? Why do we go? And I can tell you right away that the answer is not because it's easy. <laughs> That's not why we go. In fact, it's not easy oftentimes. And I have some slides to show you this morning. The first slide is a slide that uh, shows our team that just came back a couple weeks ago. And uh, you can see what they're doing is here. They're getting into a somewhat rickety wooden boat to cross a river somewhere in the Delta region of Myanmar. Now, you got to realize this is after they've traveled for like 24 hours straight. They got a few hours sleep. They next morning got up and drove for four hours on a somewhat questionable road out to the ends of the earth, literally, in the Delta region. And they're getting in this boat because the bridge that Christopher and I crossed last year on our trip there actually collapsed and fell down. We got, you know, Nopum communicates with us occasionally, and he... He says, uh, I just want to let you know that um, the bridge that we use, it has fallen. It's not there anymore. So, uh, but it's no problem. See, this is no problem. He's like, it's no problem. It's no problem. We, we can do this. It might be interesting for you, he said, but <laughs> we're used to such things. And so we'll have to cross by boat. Uh, there's a next photo uh, that shows the team happily in the boat. There's no poom in the lower left, and they're traveling. Now, here's the rest of the story on the boat photo. It's kind of interesting because even though you can't tell, there is some tension in the boat at this moment because Julie began to realize that there was water um, coming into the boat. So she's, she's watching the water as the water is beginning to gather at the bottom of the boat. And Nopum noticed her concern, and Nopum said, this is no problem. <laughs> this is what he says all the time. He says, this is no problem. This is normal. This is normal in Myanmar. I'm not kidding you. I was in a car that he was driving, and he, at night he can't see and it's at night, and he's driving, and he pulls out in traffic, and a motorcycle comes and directly at me and almost hits me and just diverts at the last minute. And I'm like, oh. and Nopun says, this is no problem. He said, this is normal. This is normal in, in Myanmar. <laughs> Good. I think I'm getting the picture here. Okay. So subsequently, as they're crossing um, and water's coming in, the engine ran out of gas. 
So now they're out of gas, and they're kind of floating in the river. And uh, again, like, this is no problem. Uh, the, somehow they got to the shore, and the captain, quote unquote, of the boat pulled out a vodka bottle, and uh, he goes for gas. So he left with a vodka bottle. He came back with two more vodka bottles, both of them filled with gasoline, and, and you know, put the, this is normal. <laughs> put them into the tank, and they went on their way. Okay, so... Like, this is, is kind of the way that it goes. It's, it's really not that easy. It's hot, and it's long, and there's all kinds of things that are going to happen. And we do not go because it's easy. Now, if you're listening to this sermon, and you're thinking, this sermon is not going to be for me. Because I can't see myself in that boat. <laughs> and this is why we go, but I'm not going. Um, you actually have it entirely wrong. This sermon is for you, absolutely. And I want you to pay attention to the word we. Why we go. When I say we, I mean River West Church. I mean that what we do, we do together. We do it as a community. We do it in solidarity. Even though a certain number of people might actually think physically go, and yet when they go, we go with them. We send them. When I say we, I mean we as partners in the gospel here at River West Church in a partnership with No Poom and his church in Myanmar, and it's us all together. The reason this can work is because it actually is a we statement. So I want you to think about this sermon and think carefully, and I want you to pay attention to the word we. So why is it that we go? Reason number one that we go is really simple. It's because Jesus told us to. Jesus told us to go. That's why we go. So here it is. It's in Matthew chapter 28. And uh, Ron, I'm still dead. Is that right? This mic is. Hello, testing? No. We're dead. It's dead. This is normal. This is no problem. This is, this is normal. <laughs> Matthew 28 and in verse 18. This is at the end of the gospel. And so it's a high point. This is after the resurrection. This is Jesus with all authority in heaven and earth. Here's what he says. Verse 18, Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age." This is the single most famous sending verse in the Bible. It's the, the most important going verse in the Bible. Jesus, the risen Lord, sends his followers out into the world. The gospel launches people into a needy world. That's the way this works. Here's what that means. We don't go because it's easy, but also we don't go because it's hard. Some people love a challenge, 
right? Wasn't it Kennedy who said, we go to the moon, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. So a lot of people are like, yeah, I want to do that because it's hard. But we don't go because it's easy. We don't go because it's hard either. We don't go because we want to travel and see the world, and we don't go for adventure. Someone's like, man, I want to see the guy with the vodka bottle and, you know, load the tank. We don't go for any of those reasons. We go because Jesus told us to go. It's as simple as that, and it's as important as that. And I want you to notice that Jesus didn't just tell us to go across the street. He told us to go across the world. He said, go make disciples of all nations. Later, Jesus will say in Acts chapter 1, that you are going to be my witnesses, and he says it like this in Acts 1 in verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and even unto the very end of the earth. This is the program of Jesus. This is what Jesus has in mind. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't go across the street or go to our neighbor or do things in our own city, because we do. But that's not enough. Sometimes when I tell people about going to Rwanda or going to Myanmar or going to El Salvador, these places that God has led our church, and when I tell people to start a conversation, it's like, you know, well, what have you been doing lately? Oh, well, I went to Rwanda. Well, what do you do in Rwanda? Well, we, you know, we have a ministry there, and we are involved with children and with church and, you know, development, and it's super cool. I get usually one of two responses. Response number one is, that's so cool. Like, that's really, really great. That's amazing that you do that. Kind of good for you kind of thing. But response number two, and I actually get this quite often, people say, well, why would you do that when there's so much need right here? Have you ever heard that? Why in the world would you do that when there's so much need? I've actually had people in our own church say to me, you know, we're always talking about all these ministries that, are, that we go and we do in other parts of the world, but there's so much need right here. Like, what are we doing right here? And my response is usually, are you paying attention? <laughs> to, I mean, there's so much that we're doing right here. And it's important work. And there's so many people in this room involved in that work. And it's awesome. But it's really not enough. Because in the heart of Jesus, Jesus says, I want you to go. And he launches his people, not just across the street, but literally across the world. That's what's in the heart of of Jesus. Now, not only did Jesus tell us to go in general, but he actually opened a door for us in Myanmar. We didn't seek this out. This was completely led of the Holy Spirit. This was nowhere on the radar, absolute zero on the radar. And the Lord made a connection, a personal connection with a man named Nopum, a pastor in Myanmar. And we said yes. This was led by the Holy Spirit. And I believe that Jesus actually told us to go. I want you to think about this very carefully. I've crafted a sentence. I want you to listen to this sentence. Through our gospel partnership with Nopum and his church, we have the opportunity to go to one 
of the places of greatest challenge and greatest need in the whole world and have an impact for Christ. Now, I just want you to think about that for a minute. Through our gospel partnership with No Pluminous Church, we have the opportunity to go to a place of greatest need for the gospel, one of the most challenging places in the world, and have an impact for Christ. Now, I don't know how you feel about that, but that really gets me charged up. I get really charged by that. I think that's the heart of Jesus. I know that was the heart of the Apostle Paul. You know, Paul said something that, that to me has always been very significant, and uh, I'm going to read it to you. It's in the book of Romans, and in chapter 15. We'll look at Romans 1 in a minute, but in Romans 15, because he's talking about traveling Paul's talking about traveling to Rome, and then after Rome, he wants to go to Spain. And then, you know, he has these things, he has, Jesus is telling him to go. Here's what he says in, in chapter 15 and verse 20. Thus I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on someone else's foundation. But as it is written, those who have never been told of him will see, and those who have never heard will understand. The heart of the Apostle Paul, I believe it's the heart of Jesus. You know, he says, I want to go somewhere where we're breaking new ground. I want to go somewhere that is remote. It's a least reached area for the gospel. That was the heart of the Apostle Paul. That resonates with me. I've always had that desire. You know, in the early days of our church, I used to say this phrase, that my goal isn't just to establish a church, my goal is to actually take over the world. To take over the world for Jesus. And then I was corrected for saying that because it was too inflammatory. Far be it from me to be inflammatory. But, you know, you really shouldn't put it like that. So can I just rephrase that and say, my goal is to impact the world, the whole world, for the gospel of Christ. That's always been my goal. And you got to start somewhere, and so we've started at River West, and it's awesome. And, and like Jesus said, Jerusalem, Samaria, you know, the utter ends of the earth. You have to start somewhere. But as God blesses and as he empowers, he enables the church to do more and to go farther. And so how cool is it that God has opened a door of ministry for us in a place so far away, so remote, so challenging, and built a partnership in that place. I want to tell you an incredible testimony this morning. I'm going to put up a slide here of two young ladies. And these young ladies, they're both 21 years old. And this is Moi Ai and Poi Poi. I'm probably not saying that right, but let's just go with that. Moi Ai and Poi Poi. And uh, these two young ladies are from Rakhine State. Do you know Rakhine State? Folks, let's go to the next slide and then we'll go back to the girls. There's Myanmar. And the orange is Rakhine State. Now, you really can't see it, but down at the bottom, and the, there's a delta down there, down at the bottom, that is Yangon. And that's 
where Nopum's church is. And then if you go down from that capital area and you go southwest, you go out into the Delta region. And that's, that's where one of the boarding homes is, and that's where some of the ministry is. But if you're to go north up to that orange area, that's Rakhine State. Now, Rakhine State, how many people know what's going on in Rakhine State right now? Okay, a lot of you know that is the area where the Rohingya people are being persecuted and forced across the border into Bangladesh. And it's, it's really a genocide, and it's, it's, an un, it's a humanitarian crisis. It's a horrible situation. That's Rakhine State. Go back to the photo of the two young ladies. Those two young ladies are from Rakhine State. They come from very entrenched Buddhist families, very poor. And they ended up in Nopum's boarding home. And I'm going to read to you the testimony of these two girls. Here's Moi Ai. I was so selfish and prideful and I didn't care about people. When I arrived at the Yangon boarding home, I heard about Jesus for the first time in my life. In the first year at boarding home, I didn't believe what they said about Jesus because my heart was too hard because of my Buddhist background. Later, I realized that my heart was becoming softer than before. It was changing a bit. The next year, when I returned to the boarding home, I read the Bible by myself and studied about Jesus and heard more about Jesus. Then I understood more about Jesus and salvation. That's when I decided to accept Jesus as my personal Savior and Lord that very year. Since I accepted Jesus and dedicated my life to Jesus, I came to hate my previous lifestyle and wanted to live a new life. Then I wanted to serve the Lord. I wanted to serve the Lord at Rakhine, my native place, and I started praying about it. I also made a decision to really serve the Lord in Rakhine State and reach the least reached people, the Dinette People Group. Now I am attending the LTS, the Lay People Training School, a second time in preparation for future ministry. Now, she was 16 when she came to the boarding home. She's 21. She's come to faith in Christ. Christ has changed her life. What's she going to do? She's going to go. She's going to go to Rakhine State. She's going to go to one of the most difficult places on earth, to one of the least reached people group, the Dinette people group, and she's going to be there as a servant of Christ and a witness for the gospel. She attended last year when Christopher and I taught at LTS, Lay People Training School. She was there. I'm going in August. In just a few weeks, I'll be there again. She'll be there. That moves my heart. It just blows my mind. To have the opportunity to be a part of that is incredible. How about Poi Poi? My name is Poi Poi. I came from Rakhine State and was raised by a very strong Rakhine Buddhist family. I was a very naughty daughter in the family and didn't help family members, especially when someone got sick. I was so selfish and liked to live easygoing. I had no pity for other people's problems. I had really low self-esteem, and many times I cried when people criticized me and said that I am so ugly. When people made fun by saying, you are not your mother's daughter, they just picked you up from beside the road. Then I was crying bitterly. I was so sad. I also cried when people said how poor I am. Many times I stayed away from people and just cried. 
Then I met Jesus. I was really upset and angry when I arrived at the Yangon boarding home because the leaders talked all the time about Jesus. My response to them was, I do not believe in Jesus. But one particular night, I challenged them by saying, let my pain heal if your God is really God. Wonderfully, my pain was gone the next morning when I got up. But I still denied Jesus for two years. I used to lie that I believed in Jesus, but later I had a willing heart to listen about Jesus tentatively. And I listened when they shared about Jesus. I wanted to read the Bible to hear more about Jesus. In 2016, I decided to accept Jesus as my personal Savior and Lord. I decided to believe in the living Savior and worship and serve until I die. I realized myself that changes were happening in my life. And also my friends from Native Place realized these changes too. When people said that you are so ugly, then I replied to them, yes, I am. But a loving God has created me and I am so happy just as I am. Since then, I can live peacefully and in contentment even though my family economic situation is very poor. And now I've decided to serve the Lord in my native place, Rakhine State, and reach Buddhist people. I quit my job, and now am I, I am attending LTS for preparation for future ministry. She'll be there in August when I go to join Nopuman to, to teach and to train these young people. What an honor. What an amazing, amazing opportunity for us to be involved. And I say us. Isn't it amazing? It's like... Can I go to Rakhine State? No. I mean, I could go as a tourist, right? What can I do in Rakhine State? <laughs> Jeff's shaking his head, no, you can't even go as a tourist. <laughs> you can't go. If you want to get thrown out of the country, go up there. What can we do? How can we go to that place? Well, maybe we can't. But maybe we can have a relationship with these two young ladies, and they can go on our behalf. They can go. They can speak the language. They have a heart for their people. They can learn the gospel. We can help them with no poom to learn the gospel and to be impactful for Jesus. What an amazing, amazing opportunity this is. This is why we go, and I'm so excited to be on the ground floor of this work that's taking place over there. Okay, so here's another reason we go. Reason number two. We go to be inspired by the faith of others. To be inspired, to be challenged by the faith of others. So now we're going to go to the book of Romans, in the beginning of Romans, in chapter 1, and uh, look at what Paul says about his relationship with these Christians in Rome. Romans 1 and verse 8, he says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you, always in my prayers asking that somehow by God's will, I may now at last succeed in coming to you, for I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you, that is, that we may be mutually encouraged 
by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Let's just stop right there. That we might be mutually encouraged, strengthened by each other's faith. Now, that's another reason why we go. And let's start with this. We go so that we can be inspired by the faith of others. To be strengthened means to cause to be inwardly firm or committed to confirm, establish, or strengthen. How important is that? Do you ever feel like you need to be strengthened in your faith? (laughs) I do all the time. All the time. I need to be encouraged. I need to be strengthened. I need to be stronger in my faith. Sometimes when I go to other places of the world and they have all these challenges and I think about it and I go, well, life just seems pretty easy here, you know, in the U.S. And then I realize, and we have our own challenges. And those challenges are great. They're really great. And they're spiritual, just like they have spiritual challenges of a different kind. We have spiritual challenges. Sometimes I feel like just being a Christian in our culture, it's like people are pouring cold water on my faith all the time, you know? There's challenges to our faith. We need to be strengthened in our faith. The Apostle Paul knew that. In fact, to him it was so important that he was willing to risk his life to go to help encourage the faith, to strengthen the faith of believers. Let me show you where that is. It's in the book of Acts in chapter 14. Acts 14. To me, a very remarkable passage. You just pay attention to what's going on in these verses. I think you're going to be amazed at this. Acts 14 and verse 19. On this missionary journey, they had been, Paul and Barnabas had been at Antioch and Iconium. It says, but now they're in a different place, that the Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples gathered about him, he rose up and entered the city. On the next day, he went with Barnabas to Derbe. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and Iconium and to Antioch. Where did they go back? They went back to the very place where those people had come to stone him. The people that hated him so much. The people that tried to kill him. The people that almost did kill him. He got up and he went right back. And why did he go back? It says in verse 22, strengthening the souls of the disciples and encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. He went back and he said, this is no problem, this is normal. <laughs> you see, I, I got to go back and tell you something, all right? I, you know, I forgot to tell you this until I got hit in the head by a rocket. Suddenly I remembered. Oh yeah, I forgot to tell him. How important is it, this experience of being strengthened in our faith and in our commitment, inspired by the commitment of others? Apostle Paul said it's so important that it's worth going back and risking my life to do that. That's how important this thing is. And that's exactly what happens when we go. When we go, we get strengthened 
Let me show you the next slide. The next slide is a slide. It's just a picture of Pastor Nopum. Don't you love that smile? <laughs> that, that was taken on, our, on the last trip. I think it was, I don't know where that was taken, but uh, Pastor Nopum is a happy guy. He, you know, simultaneously, this is what's weird. He's, he's happy and serious all at once. I don't know how he does it, but he's like super serious and he's happy and he's smiling. And I love that. Every time I get around that man, my strength, my faith is strengthened every single time. Every time I get inspired to walk with Jesus, to live sacrificially, to do something more, you know, that's what happens. And you know what happens too is you get the same thing. And here's how I know that because when I or, or teams go to these various places and we come back, I have so many people say to me, Pastor, I just love it when you go on these trips. I just love it. I say, why? Because when you come back, you're so fired up. When you come back, we just want to hear what, we want to hear the sermon on the Sunday after you come back, right? Because I'm all Why is that? It's because of no poom. It's because of the Christian brothers and sisters in Rwanda and the way they pray. It's because of the sacrifices that other people are making that I see that actually challenge and inspire me. I need that. And you know what? You do too. That's why we go. We. We go. All of us, collectively. We go together. Anytime we send one person, it's like we're going with them. And it's so important. Let me show you another slide. And... This slide uh, is, is our last team that just went. It was a medical team that went to the boarding homes. And I asked them, we had a dinner the other night, and uh, I asked them, so what was the most impactful thing that happened on this trip? And everybody pretty much agreed it was this place, it was this moment. This is called 13 Mile. And I'm not sure why it's called 13 Mile, but it's kind of 13 miles from nowhere. This place is in the middle of nowhere. Because when you get to Myangmya, you go, we are now at the end of the world in the middle of nowhere. And then you realize, no, we're not. There's actually another place. It's called 13 Mile. And so Pastor Nopum is like, we're going to drive out to 13 Mile. And we're going to meet Pastor Simowe out there. So they, they went, and, um, and there's Pastor Simowe in the middle. There's Nopum. Pastor Simoe, and the thing that impacted our team so much was that guy, Simoe. Simoe has been there for six years. Six years he's been there. He went there because this is another area that's one of the least reached people groups in the world for Jesus. And Jesus told him to go. You go there. So he went there. He's been there six years. Now, this guy doesn't have much of anything. This is a really poor place. I mean, you saw the photo, right? That's, this is normal. That's that place. And this guy went there for Jesus six years of absolute commitment to bring Christ and to form a little Christian community in the heart of a Buddhist land that so desperately needs the gospel. And all the people on the team, what they said to me was, that was the moment of greatest inspiration. See, this is why we go. We go because we need to see the faith, the commitment, the sacrifice, the impact 
of our Christian brothers and sisters in other parts of the world. All of us have challenges. We just have different challenges. Our challenges have more zeros after them in the bank account, you know, but they're the same challenges. We all have challenges. We all have heartache. We all have things we wrestle with. Everybody gets sick. Everybody has only so many resources. Everyone has disappointments. And it's, it doesn't matter where you go in the world, and it's true right here as well. But when we go somewhere else and we see with fresh eyes and we see the faith of our brothers and sisters, it inspires us to say, we can do that too. And I think that Paul was serious when he said, even the great apostle Paul, I'm going to come to Rome and I'm going to be strengthened by your faith. Your faith. That's the apostle Paul saying that. It was tough being a Christian in Rome. The imperial center of the world and of the cult of the empire of Rome. And they didn't like Jews and they threw the Jews out of the city and they considered Christianity just a branch of Judaism. It was tough going. And Paul says, man, your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. I just want to get down there and meet you guys because when I do, it's going to encourage me as well. And that is so cool. Isn't it cool that we have a relationship with Nopum and Moi'ai and Poi Poi and Shinowe and a young man named Timothy, all these other workers over there. We actually have a relationship with these people. It's amazing. It's powerful. It's enriching. And isn't it cool that we can speak of their faith, that we can come back here and we can tell the world of their faith? Here's the third reason that we go. Third and final, of course, because there's only three points in any given sermon. <laughs> we go because we can. And because we have something to give that will help our brothers and sisters in a faraway place to have an impact for Christ. We go because we can. We go because it matters. We go because we have resources. We go because we have something that they actually need. Paul says in Romans, I want to come to you so that I can give you a gift. I want to give you something that will encourage and strengthen your faith. We go also to do that. Pastor Nopum, he told me when we partnered with him, he was at my house, you know, we brought him here. It's only been two and a half years ago that we started this partnership, and then we brought him here after like nine months of knowing him. And uh, in my house, he, right before he left, he said, so, so are you saying that River West Church is a partner, we're partners? Is that what you're saying? Yes. That's what I'm saying. And he's like, you, like you, you're promising that your church is going to be like a real partner with our church? I'm like, Yes, that's what I'm saying. You know what he said to me? He said, this is the answer to 20 years of our praying. 20 years. We've been praying for 20 years for this, and this is the answer. Wow. How amazing is that? Isn't that cool? I mean, that, that's so amazing. That's so cool. That's so powerful. And it's so meaningful. 
it's so meaningful to Pastor Nopum. Ryan Lee, one of our elders, was on this last trip, and he reported speaking to one of the leaders of one of the boarding homes, and he said to them, he said, you know, we're with you. Even though we're far away, we're with you. And the leader responded and said, we know, we can feel it. Like we feel it. How precious is that? How important is that? And that is why we go. Let me show you just a couple more slides. It's Slideshow Sunday. Um, this was taken on the last trip. There was a, uh, like a vacation Bible school activity as well as health checks for the children. And our team was exploring ways that in the future we can go and we can, we can do health-related ministry, uh, which is very exciting. And uh, so here's why we go. Because we have something that we can give them, that we can bring them. And if you could see the joy on the faces of these kids when a team just shows up in the name of Jesus... It's amazing. And then I had to throw in this next slide just because this little angel is so cute. I'm like, if nothing else I said is going to get to you, that one is. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's why we go, right? It's, it's so cool. It's so amazing. I mean, we have something to bring to encourage their hearts. I wonder if she, at age 21, will be taking the gospel to some faraway place with unreached people in the name of Jesus, and we had a part in it. I wonder. Last slide is a slide, didn't look like much. It's a gate off a road to a piece of land, and you guys need to know that that piece of land was purchased by Nopum's ministry called the Patamia Youth Development Center. It was purchased with funds that River West contributed, and that there will be a building, it's going to be a three-story building on that land, and in that building, remarkable things are going to happen. All this training, we talk about LTS training, they're in a rented space to do that. It'll all take place on that land, in that building. The T4T training for trainers as we go to the next level of training will take place in that building. Community outreach will take place in that building. Training the, the boarding home students, as they graduate, they're going to actually have a vocational training center that will be in that building. There will be a health clinic in that building. And Nopum is amazing visionary. And his latest idea, of which he has one about every other day, is he's going to make it an internet center for the community, and he's going to call it the World Tower. <laughs> And then he's going to teach people how to use computer and how to use the internet. And all of this is going to bring people in from the community. And it's all to have influence and it's all to build relationships and it's all for the gospel. And all of it, not all of it, a huge part of it is because we're partnering. We, we are a partner in this. Like really, like I told him, like, yeah, really, we're really partners in this. And it's amazing. And do you know that through our partnership with Pastor Nopum and his church, we, you and I, River West Church, we are able to have an impact in one of the most needy and challenging places on the face of the earth. And we can have an impact for the gospel because God has opened this door and we've walked through it. 
in faith and obedience. And it's just going to be unbelievable to see what the Lord does. And so that's what I want you to know. That's why we go. We go because Jesus told us to. We go because we get inspired by the faith of our brothers and sisters. And we go because we can and we have something to give into their lives that's going to make a difference. And I want you in, to invite you to, to go with us, to be a partner with us, to see yourself as a part of this, whether you get on an airplane or not. Um, today it's about sponsorship. Uh, we are sponsoring boarding home kids in our church, and we've made a commitment, and we're looking for other partners, and we're developing ways that we can partner with other churches so we can scale this thing and basically take over the in Myanmar for Jesus, um, or to impact the world. And so we're going to scale this thing and we're going to get other church partners. But in the meantime, we have to lead the way by showing churches how we can do boarding home sponsorship. It's a little different there than it is in Africa. And, and we're on the ground floor leading the way on this. So it's very important. We're looking for 50 sponsors. Uh, and it's 25 bucks a month. So, and it's that monthly sponsorship is really important for the way this works. So it's, it's not a lot of money, but it has a big impact. And we're looking for 50 sponsors so that we can get these boarding home kids sponsored and um, continuing to grow in Christ in so many ways. So let me say a prayer about all that. Father, I thank you so much for Pastor Nopum. I thank you for his leaders Thank you, Lord, for um, these men and women who have dedicated their lives and made great sacrifices, Lord, and really are sh leading the way for us, showing us what it looks like to be servants of Christ. Thank you for the inspiration that we get from them, Lord, and thank you for the great opportunity that we have to actually do something uh, in response, Lord. And so I pray for you to bless our responses, Lord. Help us to remember to pray and to continue to pray. We pray for these sponsorships, Lord, that we'll be able to get the 50 sponsored kids today. I pray, Lord, for uh, the LTS that's coming up in August. I pray for any teams that go in the future. We pray for the land. We pray for this building. We pray for impact. Thank you so much, Lord, for this rare opportunity. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.